Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Tide to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally! A way to delicately clean and trim your fermundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BELLYUPFANTASY in all caps at manscaped.com. It's time to BS. Hey, John. Hello, <laughs> <on>, brother. <sighs> How you been? I'm been good. Do you want... Uh... <laughs> You you managed to get your wallet stuck on a fucking train. Care to tell that story? It was a wild, wild card weekend. What can I say? This is, yeah. But yeah. The Giants won. I was in a good mood. I went to, the Thunder were in town, so I went to go see them. Oh, really? Like, oh, that's right. They were in uh, fucking Brooklyn. Yeah, so I, you know, I had tickets anyway, so I just, I went. Oh, shit. And on my way back from that, I lost my wallet. I put in the claim with the <laughs> I put in the claim with the Long Island Railroad. For those of you who do not know, the Long Island Railroad is a complete fucking shit. It's an incredible entity. <laughs> it's an amazing entity. It's a complete shit show and a half. It's a disaster. It is. It's a constant disaster. It's a constant revolving door of stupidity. I did not think it was ever going to get found. So I put in this thing just to see what happens. And sure enough. I found out what happens. What happened? I get the call saying, yeah, this is the Long Island Railroad lost and found apartment. We have your wallet. We have your wallet. Where the fuck is it? I go, okay, you said, well, where can I get it? They go, like, you have 30 days to get it. And then it's like, yeah, we have it at our lost and found at Penn Station. Of course. Of oh, fucking course. We live very far from Penn Station. Yeah, we do. We do. We live very far. stop on the whole railroad. Yeah. 
Think of like all the train stations that are kind of like main stations on Long Island that they could have had it at. Yeah, Hicksville. that's true. Think about all the branches Hicksville connects to. That's a good point. They should have it at Hicksville. Yeah, they should. Because you can get to Babylon from Hicksville even. You really could. Yeah, they have the tracks to do it. That they do. I don't know why your sound is not great. I don't know why. It's weird. It's annoying. But that's okay. That's okay. I think it's the cables. It is the cables. Fucking technical bullshit. Alright, how about now? Try speaking into it. Testing, testing, testicles. It sounds like echoing on my end, but that's okay. That's alright. It's no big deal. The technology. Welcome to technology, ladies and gentlemen. Where stupidity continuously arises. Um, did you see that, um... <laughs> this is a funny fucking story for you. Um, there's a meme going around about a Tennessee police officer. Do you not know this? No. You don't know this? So, a police officer in Tennessee. I can't... I don't know what county or department. Somewhere in Tennessee. But she got fired because she was having sexual relations with six other on-duty police officers from that same department. Look it up. It's everywhere. Tennessee police officer on Google. Incredible. Google it. Tennessee police officer. It's that the funniest shit. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Got that train ran on her. Oh, that's the thing. If I were to show you, like Tennessee police, Tennessee police officer scandal, it's the funniest thing. Like it's everywhere. Hey, who doesn't love like a good sex scandal? Uh, Laverne Police Department in Tennessee. Uh, t- Tennessee Police Department was in turmoil Tuesday following allegations that at least five of its male officers had sexual relations with a female officer both on and off the job. That's funny. So far, five officers have been fired and three more have been suspended without pay as officials in the national suburb of Laverne investigated the allegations against 60-person police department, male Jason Cole said. Um, it gets even funnier. Um, officer Megan Hall, the female officer at the center of the scandal, has been fired, city official says. Also sacked were Sergeant... We'll, we'll, we'll discuss names. Six, guys probably got six dudes got fired. Yeah, but that's not the funny part. That, that, that's just step one. Step two is the husband of said female cop, Megan Hall, decides, I'm going to stay with her. What an idiot. <laughs> you find out that she had a train ran on her. And my guy's going to stay with her? I mean... She must have that magic pussy juice or something. <laughs> That's just fucking funny. Well, to be like a sick guy in a train when like... You know damn well, like, in any, like, workplace, who's fucking who is, like, spreading, like, fucking herpes, man. 
Oh man, that's funny. I, I can't believe you ever. I can't believe you never heard of that. That's funny. I've been working, and there's been a lot of smoke and weed the last few days. <laughs> Nothing wrong with I that. No wallet, no whip, all of that. I kind of no wallet, no car. I have music, and I have marijuana. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, so yeah, the Giants are in the divisional round. I can't believe the it. curse of the boat curse is no more. I can't believe we're in. The, I can't believe we won a playoff game, dude. I've been making fun of that sticking picture for I don't know how long. And how, how does it fucking feel to finally have that curse broken? I can't believe it, man. Oh, and the the same Vikings who you beat fired their defensive coordinator today. Understandable. Yeah, because their defense was horrible. Uh, yeah, like it didn't matter. They, it didn't matter, like what they did, what scheme, what anything. They had nothing. Yeah, and they were having issues with some shitty teams all year. They really were. Like their schedule was not that. Strong. No, it wasn't. When I saw that Kirk Cousins ended that playoff game with a three-yard checkdown. I was like, are you kidding me? You're not trying to win at that point. Are you kidding me? At that point, you're not even trying to win. No. No. Like, not even at that point. (laughs) All these check downs are like third and long. It's like whatever. Third and 14. Jesus, like Daryl Bevel's running that offense. (laughs) Why are these coaches calling? Daryl Bevel's running that offense again. Like, I don't know why these coaches call these plays. It's like you get Russell Wilson as your quarterback. <laughs> the <laughs> I coach Nathaniel Hackett? <laughs> no, Russell Wilson's entire career on third and long would check it down all the goddamn time. It was infuriating. And now I don't have to deal with it. Yep. I feel great. I feel great. Take his twelve touchdowns to Denver. Oh my god. Here's the thing. I can't even be mad. At the Seahawks this year, I can't. They made the playoffs. I tried. I really fucking tried. Did you have them in the playoffs going into the year? Uh, Be real. No, I had San Francisco better. I had the Rams better. I had you. I had. I didn't have the Giants make it because I, I. I had us like win like four games. I had you guys win like seven games. I think I had Dallas making. I had Philly making it. Um, Green Bay. Green Bay debatable. Well, now we have no idea what the Packers really I are. The Vikings are going to win the division by default. You thought so? I was right. Because I thought the Packers were going to have a down year. I thought the Lions <laughs> weren't quite there. We were wrong about Detroit. We were wrong about Detroit. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but I can't even be mad at the Seahawks. No, I didn't see it coming. I really didn't see it coming at all. After that trade, there's no way you saw that coming. Kyle picked me apart. I remember that. He was like, congratulations, you finally get what you what you asked for for seven years. And you know what that happened to be? A terrible fucking trade. I mean, now I look at it, it's like, okay. You got a credible trade. <sighs> This might be the worst trade since Herschel Walker. It might be. It might actually be. Could be. Mike is mad. He's still mad. Well, can you blame him? No. It, like, he just had to watch a year of the of Nathaniel Hackett coach team. I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
haven't seen an idiot coach before many times. I remember when he was with the Buffalo Bills for the longest time. He was the offensive coordinator for the Bills. I think when fucking Trent Edwards was their quarterback. I think I got that wrong, but I'm going to find out. Only one that wasn't really impressed by it. No. Nathaniel Hackett. Wikipedia. He was a longtime assistant under Doug Marone. He was the Bills offensive coordinator uh, in 2013-2014 when Doug Marone was head Thank coach. God, he was him. there. I was right. I was right. He was there in 2008 to 2009 as an offensive quality coach. Funny enough, when Trent Edwards was the quarterback. That's hysterical. He was the Jaguars offensive coordinator from 2016 to 2018. Oh, God, that's like the Blake Bortles. That was Blake Bortles. Oh and then he was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay from 19 to 21, and then head coach of the Broncos. I still don't know why they gave him that job. I thought it was a questionable hire at best, and then seeing what he was doing... I will never understand what. Do you think he was worse than Joe Sucks? <sighs> no. Was he worse than Rich Kotite? I don't know. Hackett is up there. <sighs> I don't know. I mean. I now, think he, the thing is, Hackett only had one year to do his masterpiece. <sighs> However, the 2022 Broncos are quite the masterpiece. That's a true. Um, in there in cap house, so there's no way to fix it. Can I have I serious question for you? Why is Brandon Staley still have a job with the Chargers? I have no clue. I have no idea. I what did I do on that one? The first things I told you. How much? Things. How much dick did Aaron Donald have to suck for him to get that job? Do you? Yeah, like... How much was he carried by Aaron Donald? You know, like, the first thing I told you when my thoughts... I told you my first thought on that game was, how the hell was Brandon Staley have a job at? Yeah, I think so. I think that was it. You want to try this, by the way? This is really good. The way you blow a lead? The Go way for you it. blew a lead in all of that? Yeah. But in the words, that's Paul. Paul. Just Paul. It's, uh... Like, Girl Scout cookie flavor? It's not bad. Went to the res? No, actually, I went to Selden. I went to Selden. Place by Shaz? No, the place across from Slices. Because I know there's a smoke shop in the shopping center. When I when I first tried this, it hit me like a truck. It's crazy how like weed is now like you know the smoke shops now. It's dehuman. It's humanized now. Um. Speaking of humanized, um, someone's getting fired in Baltimore. Um, especially if they let go of Lamar Jackson. I feel like do you Lamar fucking know that they're going to franchise tag this guy? They're gonna do After he won an MVP for them. They're going to doom themselves for to lose them if they do that. Here's the thing. The second Lamar Jackson signs anywhere else, other than Baltimore, um, Eric DaCosta, fired. John Harbaugh, fired. 
instantly. You cannot allow that to happen. You can't let an MVP caliber quarterback walk. Especially if he goes to a team where he ends up like succeeding with his arm. Like if you gave just him just throwing good, this completely out if there. If you gave him some good receivers, he just throwing this out there. He goes to a team like Seattle. For example, in that offense. He has more receiving talent than the NFL. He has more receiving talent with the Seahawks than he would with Baltimore. Far more. And that says a lot because they drafted Hollywood Brown. They have. Who they traded away, which made no fucking sense. Yeah, you're trying to keep, if you're trying to keep Lamar Jackson, you don't trade away a wide receiver. Um, I, I think the quarterback class in free agency this year is interesting because you get Lamar. Jimmy Garoppolo, that sounded great. Your mic is working great now. I guess it just fixed itself. For some fucked up reason. That's funny. But Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, uh, Brady, Geno Smith. I mean... I bet we think Brady ends up. Raiders. It's got to be the Raiders. Or retires. Retire. I hope to retire. God he retires. Because the velocity. Anymore. The dude can't suffer enough. It's not like he has seven Super Bowls. <sighs> like what does he have to piss off? His marriage. I think he already. That's true. He that. lost it already. He lost that already. Well, I don't think he cared about his marriage. To be honest, I don't think he did either. I think. I think he. I think what happened, to be honest with you, was he retired at first, found out that Giselle was such a rancid cunt. That or she's psycho. Or Giselle is psycho. Couldn't, he couldn't stand it. She's a fucking crazy bitch. So See, he was like, you know what, bitch? I'm on retire. And, and then next thing you know, he got divorced. He's losing his family. I mean... You... You, you, saw, you saw Brady play this year. Yeah. He did not look good. He looked like he was just there to get away from that bitch. Oh. You think it's very possible that's true? Possibly. Derek Carr might be the most fascinating one because he's probably, outside of Lamar, the best available one. I have a feeling he'll end up a Jet. He's got to go to the Jets, right? They can't start Zach Wilson again. They can't. No matter how much he likes to chase Cougars. I don't even know if he should be on the team. I got a funny fucking story for you. So, um, someone I knew, um, their mom, I remember this from the back, I, I think I'm trying to remember exactly who it was, but, um, their mom was like a fucking MILF. milf. Yeah, like a full blown milf. And I think of Zach Wilson every time I think of it. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, quite literally. Quite literally. He's a motherfucker. Quite fucking literally. And did Derek Carr, Mr. Fallout Boy, he does look like Fallout Boy. He looks like either a lead singer to Fallout Boy. Or Blink-182. With Derek Carr? Yeah, Derek Carr. The dude wears eyeliner like he has, like, always tired written under his fucking eyelids. Yo, he's gonna end up being the best Jets quarterback in God knows Oh, easily. No, I think they get Rodgers. I think the Jets pull the plug and get Rodgers. That defense is elite, bro. 
That Jets defense is super fucking good. That's why we, that's why Zach Wilson throwing them under the bus when he only completed like what was it like seven passes? He completed. He had like seven twenty pass attempts and seven com- completions. Like that's like so that's against the Patriots. No, and he was like, "Do you think you let the team?" I was like, "No, no pro." Right there. Right there, you should have caught him. No pro quarterback should ever have a game where he only completes seven passes. Oh, speaking of speaking of New York, two to two to one Islanders. Who are they play Buffalo. Buffalo looks good. We have him credit. Where do you think Garoppolo goes? I think he is going to probably end up with Texan. Houston, really? That's true because if they take They're a quarterback, goals, I think. Yeah. They're going to take a quarterback and probably have Garoppolo start over said quarterback. Probably. For a set period of time. Probably. That's possible. But um, the Isles Twitter, you are toxic. Islanders Twitter, you are fucking toxic. Isles Instagram in particular are fucking toxic. New York sports fans. It's not even that. It's the fact of you want the general manager who got you three playoff appearances, two consecutive Eastern Conference Finals appearances, um, could have taken down the eventual two-time defending champions in said back-to-back conference finals, traded for... Kyle Palmieri, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, you know, Travis Zajac, you know, got Robin Leonard to relevancy again. Isles Twitter wants this man fired. Bro. Did they become fans in 2019? Bro, I mean... That's, like, a legitimate question. That's a legitimate question. Because, like, how could... It, I'm, I'm not even an Islander fan. How could any Islander... You have sympathy, though. You have sympathy. That's that's very rare for a Ranger fan to to have sympathy for a division rival. I sympathize anyone who roots for a city franchise. Fair point. That's a good point. Or... Or with the French, because when the franchise somehow shows a glimmer of not being shit, it's great. And then they're spoiled by it. Yeah. Listen, I, I, you know, for a fact, I, I root for my, some shitty franchise. Yeah, the, the, I, the Mets. The Mets have put me through. Hell. Hell. <laughs> literal yeah. hell. So I can sympathize with anyone. I'm a Mets fan. Yeah. But it's, they're saying, like, Blue needs to trade for a goal scorer, he's fired. I'm like, shut up. It's a very, Shut up. They just have to look at the rosters of the teams. Look at the roster. Them. Look at the prospects they got. They're fine. Shut up. Just look at the, but look how stat, I'm saying look at all the teams ahead of them in the Metro division. Look, That's true. It's just so stat. New Jersey, yeah. Look at these It's rosters. amazing they are where they are now. It's amazing. Like, With the limited the score. That they have the talent level in this Eastern Conference this year, is dude. Insane. The the argument is that if they had like a Vladimir Tarasenko or a Patrick Kane, like the argument would be like the point is if they had like a legitimate fucking goal scorer, they would realistically not be in the position where they are now. They'd be better. Maybe a lot better. That's an argument there. But the problem that no one's paying attention is Wallstrom's on IR. Pelic is on IR. Paul Mary is on IR. 
Pajot's been inconsistent. Nelson's been inconsistent. Barzell consistently passes the puck when he's a wide-open fucking net. Josh Bailey sucks. Like, they're, they're, that's, an, that's an understatement for sucks. I think he needs to be sent to Pluto, where then the Death Star aims their death ray, or whatever the fuck they call it. I'm going to call it laser beam or whatever the shit. He needs, they, the Empire needs to aim the Death Star at Pluto where Josh Bailey resides and blow up the planet. But somehow Josh will survive. With, with his inconsistent passing. The, dude, the one year he was an all-star... I think it was the year or two where he either went to the All-Star or should have been back-to-back All-Star appearances. Wasn't that... He could have had 110 points. what year that was. That was the Doug Waite year. That was Doug Waite's interim season. Oh, God. As head coach. I remember that like it was fucking yesterday. I think it was his first... I forgot first, about the Doug Waite His, right? his year and a half... come back a whole nother year? Not even that. His season and a half... As a head coach, Josh Bailey, I think, had like 160 points in two years. He was insane. And then the second Trotz got there, I don't know what he did, but Josh Bailey won us some games. But at the same point, you're like, it's like I'm Stephen A. Smith, like Roy Hibbert. He just can't seem to do anything right. <laughs> he can't. The dude passes like... Like he's like, oh my the god! Like he's passing tables. Just falling off, and then there's Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert fell faster than an asteroid. Look, I don't think I'll ever see an athlete fall off. Like I will Roy never Hibbert. forget that Pacers and Hawks series in 2014. He made the All Star game. I will game never forget that. But if the, he, the All Star game took place a month later, he probably would not have been an All Star. No, <laughs> it took like a month. It was awful. <laughs> he was terrible. Well, you see this stats, right? Like, you don't yeah, read this. Josh Bailey fell off a fucking cliff. But I also wonder if it was this weight suspect coach and he was using big No, he was scoring. Yeah. The thing was, when Barzell was a rookie, when Barzell was a rookie in 2016, I want to say, when the year he won the Calder, 2017. 2016, I was right. Um... Josh Bailey was his wingman. And, of course, they were scoring goals and getting points like fucking wildfire. Trotz had a very different philosophy than Wade. Yeah, I I still don't know why they fired Trotz, but, like, I mean, I guess they do. I guess I do. Lambert's kind of... Lane Lambert's similar. Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like you... They have the same philosophy, but Lane's more offensive. Yeah, sure. like, I wonder if the reason they fired Trotz was they were worried that somebody was going to hire Lane. And here's them. why. Here, Here's what I think happened. Um, if you look at the contracts that were available, was it like, that was were going like, to be signed... Was it a vocal part of your thing? Not even that. It was the Barzell extension. Before Barzell got extended, he was on one year left of his deal. And and the, the second reason you have to bet is you want to play the kids. Trotz has been notorious with not playing the rookies. He's been giving minutes to Zdeno Chara. 
I feel like last season, it's like 45. Last season, they didn't have COVID run through their locker room. They would have made the playoffs. In January, would have not, it would have been a different story. No, different fucking story. It became a lost season, and once it became a lost season, it was what it was. Yeah. You simply couldn't make the playoffs after losing that many games in a row. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, I just, I can't be mad at Lou because understand where I come from as an Islander fan. Garth Snow. Garth Snow, you know, I, I wasn't born at this time, but Neil Smith, I did live the entirety of Mike, Bil- of Mike Bilberry's tender, but... It was unfortunate. Which was, yeah, which was very fortunate for me. Yeah. Um, he, um... That was probably the, that's still the worst one. Garth Snow, Teddy Nolan. Teddy Nolan wasn't a bad coach. Jack Capuano, you know. He was just over his head. Jack Capuano was like, he looked like, Jack Capuano looks like the carpenter father or the businessman father. Yeah, he won that Who's trying way too fucking hard to have his stepsons call him he dad. He coached that playoff series in 2016, right? 2015. 2015, they beat Florida. Yep. Yeah. And then they got their asses. That's the thing. They weren't even, like, spanked against Tampa. They lost, like, three of those games in overtime. And then game five just happened to be a shutout. And that's just how sometimes a playoff In fact, I remember that is funny. I think they got gassed by game five. Yeah. But... I miss trots, but at the same time, you have to look at, okay, they got prospects like William Del Foro and would not have been called up if trots were here. We never would have gotten a chance to get a glimpse at their top prospect in Ratu, who, by the way, might end up being their, their like second or third line center. God forbid Peggio or Nelson go down. And even if that happens, if that happens, that's probably at the end of any playoff. Hope. Not even that. If not even that, like Ratu's, Ratu's just as good. He's shown a little bit of game time. He's just as good, which is scary. But back to the Seahawks. I mean, dude, how long have I been trashing Pete Carroll? For too long. For too fucking long. That's because you sided with Russell Wilson. I sided. Now, I was blind, obviously, but I look back. Well, because we were looking at a lot of things of conventional wisdom. And, like, I think what got revealed this year is everything was anything but conventional. Yeah. The Jaguars won a playoff game down 27. That proves your point. That was... Yeah, and somehow the coach is still employed. That proves your fucking point, yeah. And the coach is still employed. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Did they any coordinators? Joe Lombardi got fired. Right. Mike Lombardi, excuse me. Mike Lombardi got fired. Alright, so someone got fired. Yeah, their offensive coordinator. They um, fired the defensive... <laughs> I, that's the thing. I think, the Sta- I think Staley's the defensive coordinator. Good God. I think I'm right. Oh, yeah, they're not going anywhere. And they're going to just be in like a 9 and 18 forever. Yeah. They're going to waste Herbert's terrible. career just like they did Philip Rivers. 
fucking awful. Trash franchise. Yep. Um, as I said, I can't even, like, be fully mad at the Seahawks. Uh, you can't be. I know we're all over the place, guys. Just fucking bear with us. There's some, you know, influences. At the same point, who cares? We just bounce all over the place because we don't give a shit. And that's the best. But I can't be mad at the Seahawks. You're probably going to cut Jamal Adams. You need the cap room. Okay, it gets better. You're going to have 80 or $90 million in cash space this coming offseason. When Russ's contract comes off the books, Wagner's contract comes off the books. Combined, it's like $56 million. 53, excuse me. $53 million in cash space. Do the math. I think that's right. Yeah, what was the first number? 35. 35 plus. 18.5. 18.5. I remember that from the back of my head. 53.5. Yeah, I was right. The fact you're going to have an extra 50 something million in cash space. That can add a lot to your roster. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to fucking do. Don't spend it on big names. Don't spend it on big names. Get Geno's contract done. The, the second you get Geno's contract done first, go to town. Balance the roster. Like, Deron Payne, get a disruptor of the defensive line. Get disruptors of that defensive line because your defense... Uchenda Nuusu was their lone bright spot outside of Tariq Wollin. Tariq Wollin became a star, like, overnight. As a fifth-round pick. And Brooks is going to be out for a majority of the season because of an ACL. Their middle linebacker. You need pass rush, but at the same point, you need a way to, you know, get pressure. Look at the Giants. It's Thibodeau. Yeah. You know, I really have come around Thibodeau. You really have, man. Well, because he sounds like a Giants defensive player. He really fucking does. <laughs> like, did you see the interview where he just where they asked him the question? And he just straight up goes, yeah. They picked, I mean, you drafted me here to disrupt the pass and make things. Fuck up. yeah. He knows what he was drafted for. But also, Lawrence. The Giants and really Wink Martindale was a great hire. I can't believe Baltimore let him go. Yep. Yep. I can't believe they let us take him. That was crazy shit. And then, in terms of the, like, the rest you need to do is get a center. You need a center. You need to either you bring back Austin Blythe because he was there, or you somehow, like, get, like, Bradley Bozeman from the Panthers or something. Something. You, Down the middle, it's not good. Yeah. It's god-awful. I don't need NFL free agents. There it is. I'm looking at the free agent centers. Uh, Connor McGovern, Jason Kelsey. That's an interesting one. Garrett Bradbury, 
Bradley Bozeman. I would take any of it. Uh, Aaron Brewer, he's in Tennessee. Connor McGovern, ironically, with Dallas. And then you look at, like, you gotta beef up your offensive line, too, more. Like, I like Neil, I like Thomas. Yeah. And the Giants, I mean, the, the, I'm gonna call it right now, and you're gonna fucking love me for this. Bills and Giants in the Super Bowl, who says no? Not this year. Y'all, come on, man. I'm, I'm a big Giants fan, but we just don't have the receiver. If anymore. you beat Philadelphia... Now in two years, even next year, it will be Bills Giants. It, now, it, if you get Golly's contract off the books, that contract was a fucking disaster. It's a travesty. Oh, that was god awful. I'm getting our beer. I can't believe he did that. I can't fucking believe that shit either. That's crazy shit. contract I've ever seen. Really? It or, can't be that bad. The fact that he didn't play at all this year and he was gotten paid on guaranteed money, because a lot of the worst deals don't have guaranteed money. Really? Yeah, the Giants deal, the way it was structured, it has like the most damage to the cap possible. Dave Gettleman really wanted Kenny Galladay. I liked Galladay in Detroit, but like, fuck. Dave Gettleman really, really wanted him. Why? He was desperate. He wasn't even their best receiver in Detroit. No. It was Marvin Jones. Dave Gettleman was insane. It's crazy shit. Ugh. Did you, um... What do you think San Francisco is going to do against Dallas? Do you think they're going to kick their ass? Cowboys are going to choke. San Francisco, I feel like, is all around better. How many? How how bad would you think it would be if Dallas somehow beat San Francisco? I don't want to think about that scenario. Oh, I do not want to see the Cowboys go any further. You will never hear the end of it from Skip Bayless. Oh, that's your fucking thing I want to ask you about. I keep forgetting to ask you about that. I keep forgetting to ask you about that, dude. So, DeMar Hamlin's doing a lot better in case you guys are wondering, or if in case you guys are blind. Um, How did Skip Bayless not lose his fucking job? How was Shannon Sharp not strangled him? If I was Shannon Sharp, I would have strangled him weeks ago. I would strangle him on the air like the very next episode. I was like, you motherfucking stupid idiot! Shut up! Fuck you. However, in Skip's defense, he is like 70. Yeah, he's used to the old days. He's used to Jack Tatum killing someone. He was used to like Lawrence Taylor. Like That's another thing. How is Jack Tatum not the Hall of Fame? As one of like the great Raiders... Ever. Because the NFL has beef with the Raiders over uh, because Al Davis back in the day. That's true, but like still, like you got guys that should be in the Hall of Fame for the most Raider teams in the seventies. They're 70s. more likely to put Demarcus Russell in than any of them. That's a fair point. I mean, That's they put Edward, I mean, they put terrible example. I was they, they're considering Sean Alexander for the Hall of Fame. 
And I'd be the first one to say, fuck no. He was a... He had some very good years, but he got hurt, and then that was... He had a three- or four-year stretch where he was the best running back in football. There's a lot of running backs who have three- or four-year stretches, though. Edgerin James. Mm-hmm. Except he's, like, sixth all-time in rushing. So I can't really say anything. Yeah, Sean Alexander's definition of three-, four-year stretch. True. Like it was literally. He had an MVP though in 2005. Give him credit for that. He did. Steve McNair. There's another. There's another player should, that should be in the fucking. Oh, absolutely. Hall of Fame. Absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. Dominant in his heyday. Steve Air McNair. Very accurate pass. Um. What fucking else do I want to talk to you about? Um, Araldis Chapman. I mean, not crazy news going on. Araldis Chapman signed with Kansas City. Yankee fans are, of course, ecstatic. Because he literally cost them games. Dude, I'm telling you, the Seattle Mariners and the Mets are making me fall in love with baseball again. Well, they're both going all out. Well, the Mariners, like... Because I listen to Seattle sports radio, like, all the fucking time. And all I hear is, like, all oh, the Mariners got to do this. Like, the Mariners got to do this. Like, dude, you just won, like, 93 games. Yeah, you got, yeah but what happens is once you get start having a Once baseball, you taste that sweet it, it nectar. It energizes the fan base. Once you taste that sweet, glorious nectar. I can relate to what their experience oh. is. Because, like, look, this year energized the Mets fan base. Of course. And it, need, it was a fan base that needed it. Yeah. Like, that's what winning does. You want more. I mean, look at the Islanders. Yeah, and now look at what your fan base has become. Look what Wynn's done. I'm almost like what was ashamed. Like? What was even like the fan base like in the dark years? They are... Oh, God. Just cynical? Just depressed. Just depressed. Not even cynical, just depressed. Yeah, because at that point, I would want to fire everybody. Sell the team. Sell the fucking team. The funniest shit was Ranger's Instagram in 1718. Yeah, it was funny. It was an endless debate between the rebuilders and the try to, you know, retool and do another runners. Bring back Derek Stefan. I was on the team rebuild for that one. You mean you have to? I don't know why anyone wouldn't have been. Uh, 3-1 Bruins right now against the Rangers. Not shocking. No. Not at all. And this might just be Boston's year. Dude, I texted you. I was like, did the Bruins make a mistake in firing no. Cassidy? Did you see their record? When they fired Cassidy, it was like, what the hell are they doing? But now look. I think that Cassidy is a perfectly good coach. He's a cable coach. But I think maybe his, like, voice, his word, his everything was kind of running, you know, dry in Boston. Bad for the boys club. They need somebody else. That's the thing. The, the Bruins are a bunch of boys clubs. Yeah. That's a boys club. They need somebody. Pasio! No? Okay. They need somebody who you know committed a DUI when he was a college coach. They need somebody who got fired from his last job because he was forced to check into rehab. They needed Jim Montgomery. That is a true Boston thing right there. Jim Montgomery is more Boston than you realize. That's true. That's a fair point. He got fired from his Dallas Stars job in 2019 because he was drinking and there was improper conduct. Yeah. 
That's Boston. What is she? There's a, there's a Katie bug. Hello. The cat wanted to be free. She wanted to be free. Hi and bye. No, come back. What? Come back. What do you want from Come back. What? <laughs> What's up? Nah. What? I'm in space. You're, you're in space? Yeah, he's pretty stoned. Oh boy. It's alright. <laughs> Chilling? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. Cool. The cat wanted to come out. Yeah, she farted on me. She farted her out. Well, yeah. That I, sounds more like you kicked her out. I decided me. it was time to open the door. <laughs> Not open a window. <laughs> the window's already door. open. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> so, she's yours now. Bye. Woo! We watch Shark Tale. Pits, bro. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Time to BS. Uh, episode 163, John. I don't know, I lost track of thought, but it's fine. Alright, peace out, guys. Enjoy the cupcakes.